I'm going to sing a song for you. <laughs> and if you know it, please, uh, I invite you to sing along. Uh, sing really loud uh, if you do know this song, because um, I'm not sure if anybody in this, this group knows it. So it's called, I Need You to Survive. <clears throat> I need you, you need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me, agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is God's will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. We'll do it one more time. <clears throat> I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is God's will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. Thank you. This song is a song that I learned a long time ago <clears throat> while volunteering at Lawndale Christian Health Center in Chicago. Nearly every morning before the health center opened, employees and volunteers would gather in the front lobby to greet one another, to sing songs such as that one, and to pray together for the days ahead. The year after I graduated from college, I participated in Mission Year, which is a year-long program where Christian young people ages 18 to 29 live in an intentional community in an urban neighborhood, spending the year volunteering at a service site or two, partnering and worshiping with the local church, and meeting and loving their neighbors. I was 22 at the time. And I lived on the west side of Chicago in North Lawndale with five other young adults. I've got lots and lots of stories. I'm only going to share one today. <clears throat> Lawndale Christian Health Center was one of the main sites where I spent my time volunteering during the year. This community health center provided care for the whole person at an affordable price, no matter what. At this facility, health care is provided to folks who have medical insurance and those who don't. Folks living above the poverty line and those well below. All folks, regardless of their immigration status. And if you're not familiar with Chicago, it is a city of, of neighborhoods, many of which are culturally and racially distinct. And Lawndale was one of those neighborhoods, rather two separate neighborhoods in one. North Lawndale, which was primarily composed of folks who were African-American, and South Lawndale, or La Vallita, or Little Village, which was primarily composed of folks who were Hispanic. These two neighborhoods were rich in culture, but they were also some of the poorest neighborhoods in the city. 
Like many urban environments where our society's pain is concentrated and visible, North and South Lawndale suffered from gang violence and drug trafficking. And police brutality was something that was unfortunately really pre prevalent in that community. The health center was located right in between these two neighborhoods where cultures clashed and temperatures were high. While many folks, even those who had lived there their entire lives, struggled to make ends meet. The Lawndale Christian Health Center was a dream of that particular community, so from folks within, back in the 1970s and the 1980s, largely represented by a youth group of high school students who played basketball, that later formed the beginnings of Lawndale Community Church. This was a church that from its beginnings centered the community in which it was located, rather than some uh, agenda that they had, it was, it was centered in the community, by the community, and from the community. And it sought to address the needs of the community. One of those most pressing needs was the lack of access to quality, affordable health care. The dream of building something to meet this need was realized when the church uh, purchased a building across the street and renovated it to house a basketball court, church offices, and a small clinic. After a lot of time, sweat, and money raised by the church in partnerships with people and organizations across the city who were so moved, including Lou Malnati, who owned a pizza chain um, that was all over Chicago, donated, kind of like tithed um, one of his stores so that folks could... Um, help fund the ministry of, of the church and the recovery house. And a lot of the folks who were in the recovery house actually worked there, so they were gaining job skills and amazing. In 1984, they officially opened their doors for a community health fair, and they started scheduling appointments. They only had four exam rooms at that time, one doctor, <laughs> and a total staff of five when they started. But today, they have six clinic locations around the city, and they employ over 100 medical providers. I lived in North Lawndale nearly 20 years ago, and even back then, I would describe the health center as a thriving center of community. The amount of people from various disciplines invested in this mission amazed me. There were medical professionals such as nurses, doctors, and aides, and Spanish-speaking providers were always available. There were janitorial staff members, receptionists, schedulers, and folks who performed data entry. There were counselors and psychologists to help with mental health needs, social workers who connected patients with needed resources in the community, and referrals for things like treatment for addiction and educators who offered uh, health classes such as smoking cessation. There were folks who oversaw the use of the basketball court that was actually a really important part of this ministry um, because it, it was started by teenagers who played basketball, who, who met a basketball coach who wanted to invest in, in more than just their athletic, uh, their athletic lives. And they offered fitness programs and sports teams for youth and adults from the neighborhood. And there was this whole department 
devoted to prenatal and maternal and child health care services because the center recognized this as one of the greatest needs in the community. The team wouldn't only meet women and children at the clinic, but they would also travel all over the city to the patients' homes to make sure that expecting mothers had bus passes to get to their appointments or birthing classes. And they offered assistance with getting expectant mothers the items they needed to care for their babies, such as cribs, strollers, bottles, clothing, etc. The health center invested not only in treating sickness and disease, but they also did a lot to prevent it from happening in the first place. They cared for the whole person, physically, mentally, socially, and spiritually. The very church that birthed this health center, Lawndale Community Church, by the way, also hosted a recovery house for men, which was right next to their church building. So it wasn't something that was like away from them, out of sight, out of mind. It's part of the church. They also, in the same block, had a soul food restaurant that was run by three women in the community. And they invested in affordable housing and community development. A lot of our urban, our urban centers have a lot of open lots, a lot of buildings that aren't uh, being used or underutilized or are just astronomically too expensive for folks to use. And this church recognized that this is a problem. How can we address that? And all of this was 20 years ago. So they have continued to expand their community care in so many beautiful ways. This is what their written version uh, reads that can be found directly on their website. LCCC envisions a future when Christian values undergird the attitudes and actions of Lawndale residents. When existing community people are empowered to live in harmony and security, when vacant lots and abandoned buildings are converted into new affordable homes and rehab departments, when the majority of homes are owner-occupied, when high school and college graduation are accepted, expectations, when job skills and employment opportunities abound, when all people have quality, affordable health care, and where Jesus Christ is Lord. That's a pretty amazing vision for a church to have. And this vision courses through the entire soul of this community. Witnessing and participating in this ministry, even for just a year, was such an honor, and it drastically changed the way that I view the mission of Jesus Christ in and through the church. A people committed to loving God and their neighbors in context. I shared that song earlier with you, uh, not because it sounded amazing, but because it epitomizes the mission of this community hub on the west side of Chicago. Where things stand today are not what they were back in its beginnings. Back in 1978, when the church first began, each new person, group, medical professional, and neighbor that joined brought new vision and capacity to the church's various ministries, including birthing this incredible health center. And each individual that made the health center run, function, and meet the needs of the community were needed. 
Remember, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. It is God's will that every need be supplied. Yes, God supplies for people's needs through the body. And that last part, you are important to me. I need you to survive. That might sound dramatic to some of us, but this is reality. There was so much hope, possibility, community, and love on that block, but I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge just how devastating life could be at times. And the folks involved in, this, in all of this goodness also experienced great suffering and pain as they were not immune to the tragedy and the trauma in their community. The morning I remember singing this song the most was when we gathered in the lobby and we locked hands and arms with tears in our eyes and prayed together as we grieved the loss of one of our pharmacists to gun violence. Because not only did God call all of those gathered in that lobby to provide for the needs of incredibly vulnerable people, but they were vulnerable too. All of those caregivers needed God's love and comfort to survive too. And that often came in the form of each other's embrace. I need you. You need me. We are a part of God's body. I would offer that this is the paraphrased version of today's scripture from 1 Corinthians that Anne read. This is what it looks like when we recognize that each part of the body is important and necessary for the good of the whole. The Corinthian church, the recipient of this very letter from Paul, lost sight of each other's importance in the body. And it caused all kinds of dissension, infighting, and power struggles. We have no idea what that's like, right? In this metropolitan church, divisions and hierarchies were drawn between those with lots of resources and those with not enough. Between folks with status and power and those seemingly always in the negative. But Paul wrote to both of these groups to bring them back to the center of the body of Christ where there were no such categories or distinctions. To those who were all puffed up and thought less of others and a lot of themselves, he says, stop. Everyone is equally important. You're missing the blessings and causing others to shrink. And to those who thought less of themselves, he also says, stop. You are just as important to this body as anyone else, and we need you to live in our fullness to survive. He reminds all of them, you are all a part of God's body, and you each contribute to God's body in distinct ways, not better or worse. God's desire does, is not for you to all be the same. God wants you to serve in the unique ways that you have been gifted to serve. And your gifts are to be used for all y'all, not just all y'all. While we live in a different time and space, I wonder how this story and this scripture sits with you. And we have a couple moments 
uh, for some, some discussion. I'm wondering if, if you have ever witnessed or experienced this kind of community where everyone offers their gifts for the good of the whole.